The Radio Memories Network is brought to you in part by Liberated Syndication. Podcast publishing made easy. Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. The Radio Memories Network welcomes you to the world of modern radio theater, an old medium revived for a new era through the Radio Memories Network. It's now time for Radio Drama, where we perform on the stage of your mind. The curtains are your eyelashes, your hat our fly space. Different parts of your brain are the costume, set designer, and makeup artist. And your eyes are in your ear. Audio plays have been broadcast since radio began. Minus, 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 minus. Join us as we continue the tradition on the Texas Radio Theater. It means murder, Watson. Onward to adventure! Away! Because it's not only the theater, but it's the theater of the mind. The mind! And that's what I'm writing Jump for. Jump Rod. Ready, Ready for impact in three, two, one. Ugh. Tying on the rope now. It's the realm of your imagination where anything can happen and usually does. Hi, I'm Rich Froelich, and you're listening to the Texas Radio Theater Podcast. And we're going way back for this one. This uh, I have to take a look, actually, when we recorded this. I'm going to guess and say we recorded this sometime in 2003, uh, because I know that we did the original Flash Gordon sometime around January of 2003. So this was probably done later that year to continue it. And Bruce Humphreys formerly of the uh, Schlock Audio Theater, and uh, I'm not sure if uh, Columbia Audio Theater is doing stuff now, but that's uh, where I last saw him, and he helped me uh, put this thing together We, uh, as far as the writing portion of it. And this is the continuation of the Flash Gordon series, as started by the fine folks at uh, One Act Players, and then we did a short continuation of it that was uh, already put on our po- that was put on our podcast years ago before I dusted this thing off and started it again and we're going to divide this up into three parts uh, as was the original serial and we added some things too so uh, hope you like the three parts of Flash Gordon and the Terror of the Hawkmen up next the Texas Radio Theater Company will bring you the Terror of the Hawkmen Right after this important message. It is an original fragrance that scintillates the senses. A mask so powerful only a real man can wear it. It's gasoline. A new high-octane fragrance from Texaco. Hi, I'm Rob Gas Scent Soap with the latest Texaco product, gasoline. Not only is it a combustible fuel product, but now it's a new smell that really gets the ladies' attention. Hey, baby. Are you alone? Actually, I'm uh, waiting for a friend. I see. 
but... Say, what is that aftershave you're wearing? Oh, <laughs> it's gasoline. The new high-octane fragrance from Texaco. Why, it certainly is manly. Yes, thank you. Mmm, yes. Mind if I smoke? Uh, wait, I, I wouldn't like that match if I were... Yes, that's gasoline, the new tough and manly fragrance from Texaco. Available in regular, unleaded, and fire chief for that clean, burning feeling. I.O. Silver. Gasoline is a proud sponsor of the Texas Radio Theater Company, available where all fine quality petroleum products are sold for use only in approved containers. Coming up next, Flash Gordon. Presenting tonight and in person the amazing interplanetary adventures of Flash Gordon and Dale Arden in part two of this Texas Radio Theater Company version, The Terror of the Hawkman, adapted by Richard Froelich and D.B. Humphreys with five sound effects, engineered by Jennifer Parson and Ken Rainey. These thrilling adventures come to you as once depicted each week in your Hearst Sunday newspaper, now available deep in the archives of your local public library. And now, Flash Gordon! When we last left Flash Gordon, he was standing with his allies, Dr. Zarkov. Flash, Ming has us surrounded! Prince Thon of the Lion Men. We must fight to the death! And Prince Baron. We've been betrayed, Flash! As they attempted to rescue Dale Arden from a fate worse than death. Flash, Ming the Merciless is forcing me to marry him! Let her go, Ming. Guards, shoot them down! Blast their cursed bodies to atoms so we can resume my wedding. Wait, sire. The sacred writs say you cannot execute the man who has passed the test of the Tigrons. Guards, drop your weapons or Pau will curse you all. What? You dare defy me? Uh, the, I, I only quote the sacred writs, sire. As high priestess, it's my duty to interpret and enforce its dictates. Tell me, Zergi. Is it against the rules to... Slay someone in the temple? Oh, no. We are encouraged to make regular sacrifices to Pau. God, give me your sword. Except this is my offering to the temple of Pau. To shut your jabbering mouth forever! <laughs> oh, how awful! He's killed the high priestess! Carry the body away. Guards... Do as I say. Do as I say. Flash, what's happening? The guards are confused. They're not moving. Of course, Flash. Ming only had power through the worship of the mighty Pau. Now that he has killed the high priest... They have lost their soul to follow him. Quick, my allies. We must escape now. Yes, friends. Back to my gyro ship. No. We must do something about... No time, Dr. Zarkov. Let's go. But, Flash, I think I know the answer. Ming the Merciless, in a last-ditch attempt of control, knelt down beside the dead priestess's body and ripped the sacred necklace of Pau from around her neck. Hear me, all of Mongo. I, Ming the Merciless, have made a lawful sacrifice according to the great god Pau. And by the power and law of all who believe, I am now your leader, not only in body and mind, but in soul. 
<laughs> and Ming fastened the sacred necklace of Pau around his own neck. Suddenly, the confusion in the temple stopped. All transfer, transfixed their eyes on Ming the Merciless and bowed. <laughs> Meanwhile, safe on the gyro ship, Thun, Prince of a Lion Man, announces to Flash. Ah, victorious we are, Flash! Yes, victorious, Thun, thanks to you as well as Barrett. True, Flash Gordon, my new friend. Ming's own forces were turning on him. Soon all the planet of Mongo will be free. I hope so. Thank goodness I couldn't stand another wedding. What? Even if it's ours? Oh, Flash, do you really mean it? I must, Dale. I'm jumping without a parachute this time. Oh, Flash. Yay! <laughs> Dr. Zarkov, come join us. Uh, not now, my dear bird. Why do you look so troubled? I am not sure that we should be celebrating. Why do you say that, Doctor? Well, I, I've been drawing this since we escaped from Ming's throne room. I recognize that. It's High Priestess Zogi's amulet. Cool, my dear. But its shape looks familiar from somewhere else. Uh, now, look at its reflection in the Jaiho ship's window. Why, it's the same shape as your anti-gravity device. Yeah, but reversed. And so, its power... Must be to attract. Precisely. The amulet is the power of Pau, much greater than we could ever have realized when we left it behind. Oh, my goodness. Hear that, Flash? Hear that? I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Flash Gordon. Power up the turbo torpedo guns and blast that gyro ship from the sky! <laughs> Hyper crazed by Ming's evil laugh, the blue men of Mongo aim and fire their turbo torpedo guns at our hero's fleeing vehicle. They've got a hold of the plating! It's so hard to control! Let me give you a hand at the wheel. Good! You take the left, I'll take the right. We're, we're, we're losing forward engines and rotor power. The gyro motion will keep us up long enough to land. Oh, Flash, <coughs> there's so much smoke. Dr. Zarkov, can it be repaired? <coughs> the generator is kaput. Flash, the engines are shutting down. Then we'll have to glide this gyro ship to a landing. There's nowhere to land. There's only the forests of Tiffoli below us. Landing in there would mean certain death. Wait, Flash. Can you make a water landing? Just to the east there. I see it. A river. It's called the River of Sorrows. Appropriately named. I see it shivering in the sunlight. Banking 15 degrees now. Everybody hold on. But Flash, is there enough room? The river curves like a serpent. We'll soon find out, Dale. Everyone ready? Uh, not, not quite, Flash. Just, just one more thing. I almost embarrassed to tell you. What's that, Doc? I... I can't swim. <laughs> Don't worry. Thun and I will watch over you. And as much as I hate water, we'll be sure to get you out of it quickly. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hold on. We made it. We're all right. But not for long. 
What is pulling in? Quick, open the hatch. I'll get it. Everybody out now. Dale, come with me. I'm sinking. Grab hold of my mane, Doctor. Got it. Although our heroes escape the sinking gyro ship, the raging current carries them all downstream. Flash! I've got you, Dale. Eventually, they scramble to shore, but Thun and Dr. Zarkov stand up on the opposite bank. Flash, we've got to get to Dr. Zarkov and Thun. Baron, is there a bridge nearby? This is the wild region, Flash. We'll have to ford the river. It's impossible here. Is there any place more shallow? Yes, but it's at least two miles upstream. Near that large cloud? Look again, Flash. What do you mean? It's not a cloud. It's the floating city of the Hawkmen. Hawkmen? Are they friendly? Only if you're a friend of Ming the Merciless. They house and dispose all of Ming's prisoners. Ah! Speaking of which, get down! Behind these bushes! What was that? Look up there, Flash! Just as I feared. It's the Hawkmen. Keep down. Once they pass, we must go deeper into the safety of the forest. Flying with lances held in readiness, a squadron of savage hawkmen hurtle from the skies. They seize Thun and Zarkov and sweep them into the air. Meanwhile, hidden in the forest, numb with horror, Flash, Dale, and Baron watch as their friends are carried away towards a city suspended in space, the prison city of the Hawkmen. We've got to rescue Thun and Zarkov. I'm sorry, Flash. There's no hope for them. What do you mean, Prince Baron? No man captured by the Hawkmen has ever lived to tell about it. How terrible. We'll see about that, Baron. But Flash, you have to face facts. It's hopeless. Their city drifts high in the heavens, held up by powerful light beams. There must be something we can do. Of course there is, Dale. And I say let's go after them. How? Shall we sprout wings? We need a gyro ship to access the city. And ours is at the bottom of the river. What's that rumble? Shh, quiet! Flash, what is it? It's a rocket ship. It's bearing down on us. Get behind the trees! What a landing. It hasn't even broken a branch. Whoever it is, they're one of the best pilots I've ever seen. That was a perfect landing. I know that outfit. So do I. Now I think I know who betrayed us. Watch out! She's holding a ray pistol! Who is she, Flash? Why, it's Princess Aura. Isn't she the daughter of Ming the Merciless? Yes, and she wants to marry Flash. She wants to marry you, Flash? How come you never mentioned this before? There wasn't time. Uh-huh. Honest, it's a one-way relationship, Dale. And it's the right way. That was a wonderful landing, Aura. Thank you, outlaw. Well, Princess, this is a surprise. Did you really think I would let you go that easily? My father thinks you're dead, but I know better. I saw where your ship went down and tracked you here. Like a hound dog. <laughs> this is your last chance, Flash Gordon. What do you mean? Keep out of this, Dale Arden. He knows what I mean. I suppose you still want to marry me. Yes, and if you marry me, the empire is yours, and <laughs> I'll even let your friends go free. And if I refuse? Mm, the Hawkmen, with my aid, will capture all of you. And you shall never see this Earth girl, Dale Arden, again. So, I won't see Dale either way. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't suppose you will. Then I choose not to marry you, and to spend what time I have left with Dale. Flash, darling. Good for you, Flash. You have signed your own death warrants. I don't care, as long as we're together. That's just how I feel. Ugh, sickening. 
Very well. Watch the skies, you fools. From there comes your doom. Well, there goes the haughty beauty. We best be on our guard. In minutes, every hawkman in Mongo will be after us. Prince Baron's prophecy soon comes true. He, Flash, and Dale are captured by the Hawkmen and dragged before the throne of their king, Mighty Voltan. There, the prisoners find Princess Aura leaning on the arm of the great throne while King Voltan speaks. Weird aliens, I've heard tales of your arrival on Mongo. I've heard of your strength, I've heard of your cunning. But I have not been told that your females possess such beauty. <laughs> What is your name, weird female? You don't have to talk to him, Dale. Silence! Another word and I shall split you in two with my razor spear. Oh, enough chatting. Perhaps we should simply sentence these enemies of Mongo. Yes, that would be the proper course of action. As you know, Aura, the laws of Mongo allow you to judge the fate of one of these prisoners. Which one will it be? Hmm, I will take the yellow-haired youth. He shall pay for scorning me. How? <laughs> Torture, of course. Ah, if it's convenient, Princess, you may use our torture chamber. Oh, why, thank you. You'll find it fully stocked with the most modern and cruel devices for breaking a soul. And after you're done, you can let them waste away in my radium furnace. Mm, with <laughs> pleasure, King Voltan. No, no, I beg you, kill me, but spare Flash. Really, now, the girl's not only pretty, but she shows spirit. Well, I only asked that you... My little bird... Guards, take the rest of them to the radium furnaces. Leave the alien girl with me. Oh, thank you once again, King Voltan. My pleasure, Princess. Mine too. Between you and me, that beauty's eggs are a little scrambled. But I'm indebted to her for delivering such a beauty to my waiting nest. I don't know what you mean. Oh, come now. I know that Ming had his eyes on you. You know. Of course. But you didn't want to marry him. No. Of course not. <laughs> what a ghastly proposition. <laughs> yes. I'll bet he just said, you will marry me. Am I right? <laughs> More or less. Yeah, you see, no style, no flair. And to top it off, he's not even a full man. <gasps> I beg your pardon. No wings. <laughs> you see? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ming back. <laughs> Who needs him? Indeed. <laughs> Wine? Um. To the future. <laughs> Go on. Drink. Drink. To the future. <laughs> That's better. More wine? Yes. <laughs> no, Ming doesn't know the first thing about women. And you do. Well, thank you, my little bird. I certainly do. Yes, <laughs> you are a man. <laughs> my pretty bird, you have discernment. I took you at face value, but I see I was wrong. You have an unusual appreciation of men. You can say that again. Hmm? I mean, uh, thank you, impressive majesty. I can also appreciate compliments. Hmm. Soon I will show you how your friends have failed to withstand the rigors of the torture chamber. I don't care much for torture, your majesty. But I suppose you can't help letting the emperor's daughter pluck your tail feathers. Princess Aura, <laughs> I give orders in this city. Uh, now, uh, <clears throat> I really wanted to wait for this. Yes? I want you to see something. What? Oh, you mean in that small box? Yes, open it. A ring? <gasps> Why, it's incredible. It's the Falcon Gem. Why, the stone's the size of my hand, and it literally lights up the room. It was my mother's 
engagement present. <laughs> Voltan, are you... Yes, my little bird. It's yours if you so choose to be my wife. More wine? Uh, yes. Yes, I think I need some now. We'll return to Flash Gordon after this message. You're listening to the Texas Radio Theater Company at the Arlington Museum of Art. Oh, that's right, I'm recording. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Flash Gordon will not return in just a moment. It'll return next week when you'll find out what happens to Flash and all his friends. Uh, I guess we'll roll the credits from the actual, the end of the, we recorded those all together. So you'll hear some people mention some things, some roles that you might not be familiar with. Some we had to cut out, some you'll hear next week. So here's the credits. This episode of Flash Gordon was brought to you by Gasoline and Titanic 2. Additional support was provided by the Arlington Museum of Art, by the Coffee House at Lincoln Square, and most importantly, by you. The Terror of the Hawkman was adapted by Richard Froelich and D.B. Humphreys. It was directed and engineered by Richard Froelich. Live sound effects were provided by Jennifer Parsons. And myself, Ken Rainey. At this time, we'd like to invite the cast to come back to the microphone and introduce themselves to you. My name is Rich Baker, and I played Prince Baron. I'm Mitch Carr. I was King Voltan and others. My name is Bill Flynn. I played the Frenchman, the captain of the Titanic, Dr. Zarkoff, and the silent whistler. My name is Larry Groby. I was aboard the Titanic, and I was also your announcer. My name is Gary Layton. I was Prince Thun, Tournament Crier, and others. My name is Marianne McCarty, and I was the ticket seller and Princess Aura. My name is Jennifer Parson, and I was the two doomed priestesses, Yogi and Zogi. I'm Spencer Prokop. I was the King of England and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ming the Merciless. Hi, I'm Donna Saffron. I was the girl in the bar, Christina Aguilera and Dale Arden. I'm Tim Wardell. I played the ship's mate uh, and Flash Gordon. And I'm Kid Rainey. I was your main announcer and your production manager. Special thanks go to Rachel Bounds, the coffee house at Lincoln Square, our all-volunteer cast and crew, and especially to you for helping keep this valuable form of entertainment alive. Log on to www.texasradiotheater.com for more details and information. Also, if you're not on our mailing list, please sign our book before you leave. On behalf of the Texas Radio Theater Company, I'm your announcer, Ken Rainey, saying thank you for listening and have a very pleasant evening. (laughs) 